Welcome. For all those who love his appearing, I'm Emily Tomko, and I welcome you today from the United States, from around the world, brothers, sisters, and those who are just coming into the kingdom, who are in the fisherman's net. Welcome to today's podcast. So Jesus is coming quickly. The whole earth feels it. And this awareness governs my thoughts. And yet at times I feel so paralyzed to do much about it. So when an evangelist and his team of nine men and women from the United Kingdom came to help stir us to action this summer, it was a powerful shot in the arm. This evangelist is Jonathan Conrath, with whom we'd worked three years ago in the city of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and his incredible testimonies and sermons can be found at Mission 24. So the us consisted of over a dozen local churches of varying denominations. About half of them were Spanish. We had Anabaptists, we had Pentecostals, we had Charismatics, we had the Church of God, we had non-denominational. There's something really demonstrably powerful about church leadership setting aside differences, denominations, and personal styles, and pastors honoring and deferring to one another. The Holy Spirit begins to move with swift and astonishing might. Following training sessions during the day, we went out in pairs per Jesus' directive in Mark 6 and Luke 10, and we talked to people in the city. My kids went with me. And in five days, 233 people gave their lives to Christ. And at night, we had worship in a tent outside the Spanish Assembly at God. They had this, this huge lot and this big tent set up, and they had speakers. So if you were just passing by that evening or if you're sitting out on your step, people could hear the worship and the testimonies. And a farmer brought a stock watering tank and 25 people got baptized over the course of that week. We saw so many people physically healed as well as delivered of demonic oppression. It started to be almost overwhelming trying to remember everything so that we could testify later of all that the Lord had done. That verse in John 21, 25 came to mind where it says, there are also many other things that Jesus did where every one of them to be written. I suppose the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. There was this thrilling sense of multiplication in the church's co-laboring. And during the nights in the tent, the power and presence of God was so tangible. It was so stark. It was so easy to enter in. And I would leave that place full of the Holy Spirit. And, and hardly able to sleep at night for the excitement of seeing all that he had done that day. Well, Jonathan Conrath got a word of knowledge one night that there was deep sexual sin undermining the city. And he said there, there was generational sin, perversion, and that there were people present at the tent meeting not coming forward out of protection for those in positions of authority. And he gave an altar call for those affected by this. And he waited and he waited, but no one came forward. So for all the healing and, and movement of the Holy Spirit, there was also the sense of grief that much more of the kingdom of God would have come if there had been a response to this particular call for repentance. And in fact, this word of knowledge that he had was really underscored on the first day of walking around the city. Every single female that the evangelistic team encountered, we learned after walking or talking with them at length, Every single one of those women had been raped. On our third night of worship at the tent, one of the pastors got a call from a woman in another neighborhood a few blocks over from the tent. She said that they could feel the impact of the worship and that it was affecting the spirit realm. She said that a man in the neighborhood was manifesting something, and would they pray that he couldn't harm himself 
or anybody else. So several of the pastors and evangelists dispatched to that particular neighborhood to prayer walk and hopefully encounter the man, but they ended up not seeing him. One pastor likened the penetration of the Holy Spirit into what had been the devil's den to the mighty men breaking through the camp of the Philistines to draw water out of the well of Bethlehem in 2 Samuel 23. There were several exciting moments for me personally as I saw people get healed before my eyes, saw cataracts dissolve. I saw a woman whose ankle was so swollen she couldn't walk on it. Later that night at the 10, I saw her again. She said, I've been walking around the city all day. I saw a woman whose whose shoulder and back and hip were all a mess um, after praying over just swing back and forth like a batter does when he's warming up. And one woman with whom I prayed said she was ready to forgive an abusive ex-husband and give her life to the Lord and be baptized. The radiance in her face after that moment transformed her whole appearance. But perhaps the crown jewel was praying in faith for an acquaintance whom I had just learned that week was in hospice with cancer. And on our last night of worship at the tent, I received word via text from the same mutual friend who told me about her being in hospice in the first place. The same mutual friend wrote to me almost in disbelief that this woman was being released from hospice to go home. Well, there's this sense among all of us that what was sparked by our brothers and sisters from the United Kingdom mustn't fizzle out. Similar tent meetings continue in other parts of the county through YWAM and and other organizations, other like-minded spirit-filled churches. And yet the spiritual inertia seeks to overtake us. The busyness of life would supplant the Father's business. I'm aware how proactive I have to be now that we are, are scattered back into our daily routines. I've asked the Lord to give me boldness and to bring me divine appointments in the weeks following the training and, and the team evangelism. And he has been so faithful in both. It's amazing. And yet it, it rests day to day on me to step out because Jesus is coming quickly. Is your life marked by fear or by faith? When we catch a glimpse in our spirits of the mightiness of the God that we serve, and when we take his words to heart, doors suddenly open where there seemed only to be walls. The prospect of bad news no longer intimidates us. We eagerly anticipate the days ahead and the mundane in life becomes an adventure. Leaving the shallows, igniting the faith that overcomes the world, are 40 meditations on teaching and testimony that will encourage your heart and boost your faith to see His kingdom come in your own life like never before. Check out Leaving the Shallows, Igniting the Faith that Overcomes the World on Amazon or go to emilytomco.com.